Oh, oh there hi. he is. Hi, everybody. Good afternoon, and welcome to Live from Rabs, <laughs> episode 33, live from inside Rabs Country Lanes. Here we are. Um, we, we're starting the show off with our <laughs> pet of the day. If we can get uh, our pet of the day to uh, uh, relax. Hi, Presley. We have a we have Presley live in studio. Uh, Nez, tell us about Presley. Well, we got Presley uh, about four and a half years ago, and it was after we lost our. Um, it was after we lost our lab, Elvis, that we had had for um, <coughs> nine years, and uh, that was a. Uh, that was a pretty brutal loss. I know some of you have lost uh, pets, and that was uh, I was pretty bad. And I actually vowed was not getting another pet after that. Um, and uh, but you know, we started looking around. Yes, yes, please. Um, started looking around and um, caught a picture of this little guy on a, a, a rescue. And um, decided to go take a look with no promises. And um, I, we just fell in love. He was, uh, he's a great dog. He's a mutt. He's a, a mix of, uh, I'm not sure. We're pretty sure he's part, part lab and uh, part... Um, Yes, how much does he weigh? He weighs about 90 pounds. He weighs about 90 pounds. He's a big guy. Can we turn it Super turn it smart. Turn it, hey, press it. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's so smart, guy. he can't even turn around. Because <laughs> oh, he's full. she's the one that's got to give the, the command. Oh. He only listens to whoever's got his treats. Smart. I Just mean, like a don't, guy. Don't we all? Oh, yeah. real nice. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Well, so, Presley, uh, welcome to the studio. He's been a, a nice it? addition to yeah. our family. Good boy. <laughs> the pet of the day, everybody. He's the, the live pet of the day. Live and in studio. <laughs> 90 pounds, you know how tall he is? I mean, how tall he is? 5'9". Five, Everybody has to let you walk on. You just did it. Yeah, he needs a treat. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. So anyway, so that's uh, Presley. And uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know it's nice to have that. Presley here. It is nice. Okay, he yeah. likes he likes it. Thanks, Presley. Here. Thank you, Liz. See you later, dude. I don't have any treats. Um, he likes it when nobody's here. He also likes when people are around. He's very sociable and loves people and he loves to because right now we let him run up and down so he likes that so he hasn't hasn't cracked yet no he's <laughs> he is so i i will have to say this is probably the easiest dog i've ever trained well, he trained very simple I, it was crate training and i know some people think it's mean but i will tell you he, he he's great when he's got to go, he lets us know. We actually have a door, a bell that hangs on the back door that he rings when he has to go out. 
check that out. I, we uh, outlast two dogs. We certainly we create trained, and that because they're bed, they, like they they have their space. Yeah, they know, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know. I mean, until everybody he, has their opinion on yeah, training, but yeah. it worked even for little dogs. It was a, it was a, uh, it, he liked being in the crate. You know, he right. he used it for comfort and a and a and a place to sleep. So yeah, he's not a puppy anymore. He's actually four and a half years old. So he's a big puppy. He's big, he's a big boy. <laughs> he's a big boy. Well, uh, thanks for sharing, Presley. And he has a lot of hair, let's say, and a big tail. So, uh, yeah, yeah, that tail can do some damage. Yeah, <laughs> and it has wiped stuff off coffee tables and yeah. <laughs> uh, what is it? What does he like to uh, steal off the table? I will tell you, my lab was much worse. He's he's not bad at all. I mean, we can leave food there and he will not touch it. Wow. My lab, we had to, it, uh, honestly, if he could get to it, he would have eaten it. He would have eaten it. <laughs> like he would actually, if you were walking and you had something in your hand, he would actually try to snatch it out of your hand. So yeah, the lab, because I think labs are more hunters. So uh, I think they have a tendency to be more food stealers. But this guy's, he's, He's really good. I'm trying to think of what he's uh, a mix of, and it, it'll come to me eventually. You remember at the end of the show? Yes, I will. Like, so yeah, so for for paying attention in the in the feed, uh, Brian, you were right today. Two oh five. We happened to jump in today. Uh, the last few days we're struggling with that with getting in here a, a, a sooner, uh, but we appreciate your patience and hanging in there with us. Uh, Today we should be relatively smoother. I don't want to not jinx it, but no, let's not jinx it. Uh, but yeah, this might be the smoothest Thursday, so that's what we're going to hope for. Oh, that's right, it's Thursday. And uh, right. Kevin wants to put Dennis in detention for being late today. Uh, that's wonderful. Brian likes do dogs, not people. <laughs> oh. They do say dogs are a very good judge of character, so maybe I'll have Presley come down here and judge. Uh, <laughs> Do a little walkthrough. Yeah. Oh God. No. That's never mind. Uh, hey. Uh, so we got a great show today. It's Thursday, so of course we're talking about food. We have our food guru, Staten Island's food guru, Pam Silvestri, uh, on the horn with us today. Our friend, Dr. Adrian Ferretti. I, it, you know, uh, the weather's changing. And it's not changing fast enough. It, well, it keeps going back and forth. So yep. that's we're going to talk a little bit about uh, what's happening out there uh, from our fig experts because that's something us Italians have in in our yards, and uh, we have fig trees out in the front here. I have a little baby fig tree that I'm starting to grow, so, so I could use. Some. We'll talk a little bit about gardening too. Hey, before before that, uh, you heard it here first. The other day, we decided to kick off, and we're launching Rab's Got Talent. Yep. Um, a virtual talent show while you're home. Uh, you're going to showcase your talent. So we just set up, set it all up and posted it a little before the show. Uh, so visit bowl at rabs.com backslash backslash talent uh, for the details. Uh, we've got an elusive prize. Uh, there'll be a voting period after submit the submission date deadline is May 15th. Uh, listen, I've already lined up a couple of contestants, very uh, talented people. So I'm hoping the rest of you are going to step up, whatever your talent is, and uh, yeah, submit a video. My talent is not fun. having any talents. 
<laughs> that's not true. But I mean, yeah. yeah, that's fine. You don't have to showcase your talent with us. But yeah, please submit your videos. We want to see it. You're already doing it in the social space. So we want we want to hear from you. Uh, share your video. It's easy through our website. May 15th deadline. We'll talk about it for the next few weeks. Dancing, gymnastics. Um, guinea pig races. Guinea pig, guinea pig <laughs> races. We've already seen that. Which we um, had here. And that we're going to bring the winner on the show. There'll be a voting period after the deadline. So you will get your chance to vote on the best talent. Uh, we're, we're figuring it all out, but we're excited to launch it today. And yeah. we want to see you guys participate. So, hey, uh, it's Food Thursday. And let, oh, oh, that sounds. Oh, here it is, people. You heard it. Pam, did you hear that sound? A bowling alley. Oh, <laughs> Isn't that awesome? That's awesome. I love it. Yeah, we, we like that sound. Yeah, um, I like that sound too, especially since it's just kind of quiet around here or CBS FM or two little boys punching each other and screaming and <laughs> you me. And um, I wanted to bring on my, my son just real quick. And hello everybody. Hello to Anne and Arthur and everybody who comes and tunes in regularly. I just wanted to show you since you're showing off your dogs, I wanted to show off our baby bunny. Do you mind? Oh, oh no, not at all. Here we go, baby bunny. This is my son, Andrew. Hey, everybody. Hi, Andrew. Hi, hi guys. How oh, you doing? Oh, how cute. Oh, my dog. What's the bunny's name? We don't really name them. Like uh, maybe the neighbors, because the neighbors are pretty young. They name uh, they named it after his favorite car. Uh, you know, kitty cartoon. So uh, that's cool. He's cute. You know, he is very cute. Uh, he is one of five. No, no. Oh, no, no, no. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where he's trying to go. Wait, so we have two pets of the day, live. 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 Two live pets. That's I awesome. love it. Thanks for sharing um, what's, cool. what's the other pet? You My dog was just on. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. It was uh, the first time I we had a see, I think he sees the dog, and uh, the dog's probably <laughs> th thinking that he doesn't he's know. in him. So. I don't think he knows what is going on, right? <laughs> Ooh. So, so you keep the rabbits? Yeah, sometimes we sell them off, but that's very rare, you know what I mean? Uh, we keep them, and uh, they make, you know... And you know, uh, this is the first, this is like the first litter in a long time, like maybe a year. So, yeah, one of five. So, how many rabbits do you have? Uh, nine now, I think. Nine. Oh, that's a lot. Okay, five babies. yeah, yeah, yeah. One of them is pregnant, so uh, Oof. oh, so you're gonna have even more, yeah. Well, thank you, oh. Andrew. Thank you. I appreciate thank it. Thank you, Andrew. Stay safe and healthy. Bye, guys. <laughs> How cool. Love you. Thank you. Uh, what would Presley do if the rabbit ran by him? Oh, he would chase it for sure. I don't think he would do anything to it because he's, he has a, he's, a, it's weird because he has a very gentle mouth. Even when he picks things up, his mouth, it, he doesn't like chomp on it, but he would definitely catch it. <laughs> he might swat it a little bit with his paw. <laughs> Let's not talk about that. Anyway. So Pam, uh, how are you today? Yeah. I'm doing great. I'm getting a kick out of the fact that uh, everybody takes bets on when you get on to the show. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's great. I thought it was just me. I thought it was just Food Thursdays and, you know. No, it's no, every, no, it's every day. day. We, we try to keep them um, guessing. And you know what? It's now become more of a game for us. Right. It's a little interactive thing between themselves <laughs> before we even get here. That's great. Everybody makes friends. It's all a win-win. <laughs> So we plan for, you know, we plan for it live at two. And I mean, it just, you never know. You never know what's going to happen. You never know. <laughs> that is well, the truth. I'm, I'm getting yeah. uh, a lot of uh, inquiries about figs. 
uh, figs already. And, and I thought that that would be interesting, you know, to talk yeah. about. Figs, so. That's perfect. That's perfect. Oh, yeah. well, I mean, we have, a, we've got our, um, everybody's trying to, everybody that's home, we were talking about this last week and gardening and getting your gardens ready and being prepared. And what does it look like? Because this weather has been really unpredictable. Yeah. Very much so. Um, and I know. Fruits are a big part of what we, uh, what we enjoy. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. I was um, just also um, kind of, I like to stay tuned to what's going on, like in the green market, the green markets every Saturday, you know, right. Town Mall and at the St. George location behind the St. George theater. And some of the things that are starting to come in at this time are beets. Um, we're seeing uh, dill, things like that, some herbs. So anyway, I had this nice recipe that I was hoping to put up at some point uh, about it's a beet soup with dill. And it's something that um, yeah. was provided by the Children's Aid Society, which does a free uh, or it's like an, a, it's a whatever you want to give, like $10, $20. For, they give you a basket of produce once a month. So if you go on to the Children's Aid Society Go Healthy uh, Facebook page, you'll see that they have uh, you know signage that basically directs you to when they have these things. It's about once every three weeks. Oh, oh, oh. So, that's that's really cool. We've yeah. been uh, we've been getting beets, and of course they're nice and big. We yeah, get the big beets and different color ones too. Yeah, yeah. and oh, we've nice. been roasting them. I roast them on the barbecue. I like yeah. to uh, I wrap them in foil with olive oil, mm -hmm. salt, and pepper. Let them sit for as I mean, they for forty five minutes. Let them blister. Um, I've even done them on the rotisserie. Oh, uh, very oh, nice. That's a good oh. idea. And then you take them off. They're so good. I haven't done that. They're so good. They're nice and so, it's it's a better alternative than eating that baked potato, which we right. don't want. Right. Oh. Uh, but they're oh, they're so good that way. Well, you know, it's funny because beets go really well with a couple of things: goat cheese, for one thing. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, it goes well with um, feta cheese, like things salty because beets have a lot of sugar in them. I'll tell you a silly story, but when I was, um, when I had my two children, um, you know, 11, 12 years ago, I believed in, I made all their baby food from scratch. And I went to uh, the green market uh, for a couple of weeks in a row and I kept getting beets, red beets. And so, um, you know, first time mother, you know, with my older guy there, Andrew, and um, I kept feeding him beets. I kept pureeing it into his food with the lentils and everything else. And then all of a sudden the diapers were like, it looked like he was bleeding. Yep. <laughs> so anyway, that's what happens with beets. But I uh, also, the other thing that I thought was interesting with red stuff and um, uh, Mother Moose Bakery and Travis uh, did uh, when, years ago when I was getting cupcakes and cakes for my kids for a birthday party, um, they said to me that they don't, at that time, they didn't do red cupcakes for children's parties because the children, the parents would get alarmed that, you know, when it came out that um, <laughs> you know, there's some kind of red thing going on. So I thought that was anyway, no more. <laughs> hey, uh, so I want to come back to, to, to the figs because we've got some special guests and we'll talk about that. Uh, hey, what's happening in the food scene first? So, yeah, you know, sure. um, Pamela well, Pam goes live every morning at 9 a.m. and talks about. Uh, gives her diary and uh, an update on the food scene. So what's happening? Um, well, we have a lot going on. Uh, places are opening and closing. Over by you, Trattery Romana is reopening today after yep. taking about three weeks off. Um, you have uh, another place in Great Kills opening, um, which is, uh, it's called uh, Emilio's uh, Restaurant. And that is an Italian restaurant that, um, you know, they have stuffed artichoke and things like that. So a lot of people are excited about that. In that shopping plaza in Evergreen, Shopping Plaza, it's it's signs of life are really in there. You know, like at the card store that's open, the liquor store that's open, 
uh, the supermarket over there, Market Fresh, and um, it, it seems to be things are coming back. You know what I mean? For better or worse, because I don't know if we're exactly ready yet. We're still wearing the face masks and it's supposed to be social distancing. So, you know, more restaurants on the scene is more traffic. And hopefully that doesn't mean that, you know, we bring the virus back. But in any case, um, so we also uh, have seen like uh, Jade Asian Bistro is incredibly busy in Newdorp. So busy that they decided to close on Mondays just to give the kitchen a break. Uh, Jack Jack Mao is uh, open in Doggin Hills after being closed for a week. And it also, was nice to smell that food yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> go, uh, going go, driving home, I drive. I go up the block there, and it was a breath of fresh air to smell food coming out of that kitchen. Yeah. Oh yeah, I can imagine. I know we miss our Chinese restaurants in the neighborhood. I I, I actually liked those smells of the dumplings and such. Um, also, uh, Shishido, which is a uh, Japanese restaurant on Richmond Road in Dongan Hills, mm -hmm. uh, it's a really nice, really nice Japanese place. It's a tiny little house, uh, but they do such remarkable things with sushi, and the food is always so fresh. Um, the gentleman there, his name is Raymond, he reopened the other day, and he is serving uh, a sushi. He's very small staff, so it's like, you know, you have to pick up. You can't get it delivered. Um, and uh, a lot of these places, it's probably better to pick up at this point. Um, also, uh, Portobello Cafe um, has their buy one, get one free. Uh, and they also have a deal, which Adam Leonard, the owner, just announced. It's for every $100 donated to help the medical staff on the front line, Portobello Cafe will send 10 dinners to the hospital staff around the island. Oh. So, yeah, that's nice. Uh, um, we also, my husband was driving around the city today because he had to uh, make a delivery. And he went through Manhattan and he couldn't believe it's like a ghost town, especially in Chinatown in the Bowery. Mm. It was crazy. It's like there's absolutely no traffic. Very, very few cars and trucks on the road. You know, no restaurants, no deliveries. And uh, he took a video of it. He put the video, he put a little thing in the front uh, window while he was driving. And it was like block after block of no people. And, you know, that's just a sign of our times. But on so Staten Island, it's... We, we're, we're moving around. We're moving around a lot, actually. Yeah, I can't believe how much I've seen traffic increase, I think, in the last three days. Yeah, I agree. Even I, even I see people out more. I see people everywhere more. And, and like you said, listen, I, I hope that people are staying safe and still social distancing. But, um, you know, I, I think people are starting to get a little bit of good news. So maybe they feel a little bit better about going outside and it's a little scary for me. So I'll I know, I know I, I'm generally home and uh, I, I like literally I'm working so much. I'm just literally working like 12 hours a day and I'm pretty much sitting at the kitchen table here doing that. Um, but uh, you know, there is so much going on there. Uh, also uh, interestingly, um, uh, Ralph's ice cream, uh, Ralph's ices on in Port Richmond is going to be opening on May 1st. Uh, we, we have a bunch of Ralph's that are open around the island, Hugonot and New Dorp, Princess Bay, and uh, in Rosebank. Yeah, the one on Bay Street, I think, is open. Yeah. yeah. yeah the one here in New Dorp was open and then it was closed and then it was open. Uh, and it, again, it's another one of those spots people are standing outside. And they were on top of each other, waiting just like they would in a regular summertime. And I just wanted to honk the horn and yell, "Can you nice. just back off each other?" <laughs> um, and it's a it's a good opportunity. It's really that the location is great because really they have the staff has just... plenty of space to separate from people. You know, uh, as long as people are courteous amongst each other uh, and staying away and you know properly social distancing. 
but mm-hmm. it's nice to have Ralph's Ices open. We we had the flagship guys and we on the other day, and we were talking with them about uh, their announcement on their new hard seltzer, which yes. is a, a which will be exciting, which is really exciting. We're excited to actually see it and enjoy it and sell it. Yeah, that's very cool at the High Rollers Club. Yes, right, <laughs> right out of the High Rollers Lounge. Absolutely, <laughs> High Rollers Lounge. Sorry, but can you just tell me the history behind the High Rollers Lounge? Like, how long has that been there? Uh, the bar has been here since the, since it was built as part of the place, the name it's, we never really had a name for it. It was just the bar, the lounge, call it whatever. It's had a little generation of names. Uh, and I don't, it was just something kind of just out out of an idea. Hey, got to call it something, keep it within the theme. Uh, so high rollers came into that. Uh, you know, we're talking bowling, uh, but it really wasn't. I, I wish I had a, a fantastic story <laughs> and maybe that just sparked that we're going to have to now make one up. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to have to add some history to it. Yeah. And you know, it's every time I, I, I go back and I want it, it's some theming behind high rollers and photos. Right. And, and it's something that just, I just saw the back, at the back burner, but you know, during this, we have access to do that. So maybe that's what we'll do. Maybe we'll, uh, We've got some great photos of some professional bowlers in the yeah. in the building and customers, and so maybe that's what we'll, we'll kind of gear it around high rolls. It's a good idea. That's funny. Yeah. Somebody just recommended uh, Dennis. I guess you're referring to renaming the place or something. The gutter. <laughs> <laughs> that's Dennis for you. Uh, and that goes back to a conversation yesterday about what we call the the gutters and the channels. Uh, but yeah, it could be the gutter for sure. Uh, we don't want people to fall in the gutter after leaving the bar. Though, so. <laughs> that would not be good. But, uh, you know, when this is all over, I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting back into the dining scene. Um, I, I really am looking forward. And I, I, I've always appreciated the new restaurants at Irby in Stapleton. But I, I guess I have a new appreciation for them because some of the two ones, uh, the, the ones on the ends in particular, they're, they're so light and airy, like Sepe restaurant. Um, you know, it's, and it's still open. Um, and then there are two new restaurants on the other end of Irby, the ones that are on the water. Uh, one is uh, Pasta Vino. They're okay. open and uh, they are doing a nice job. They have a very talented chef there, uh, Josh Lorano, and uh, there's the manager there, John Corka, very hard workers. They're, you know, open Thursdays through Sundays from like about four or five, you know, to through the evening, about 8 p.m. They package up some beautiful food. A lot of people have sent in um, some, um, you know, um, pictures of what some of the food looks like when they replayed it. It's very nice. It looks like it's in a restaurant, you know, they set up yep. with nice wine or you can get bottles of wine from them. They have a beautiful wine list. Um, also, Eddie Gomez tells me that he is open today. Uh, the Cargo Cafe is Cargo open. Room. Okay. I think um, he painted the outside of the building too. I think Scott was down there painting. Oh, he? I think he painted the outside. He is open and uh, let's see here. He's got um, basically, he said he decided to open for delivery starting today at four from the cargo and Denoy on Fingerboard Road to Denoy uh, on Fingerboard will be coming, Denoy on in Victory in Favis will be coming uh, next week. And then there's a different scenario going on there. So we'll find out more about that. Um, also, ShopRite has some new hours. They're now closed at 10 p.m. as opposed to uh, earlier in the evening. Um, they're going to keep, it looks like at least through the pandemic, the, the early hours where, you know, senior citizens can go and, um, you know, that senior citizens can go between seven and eight and then the store opens to the public at eight, 8am. So did they also change the policy on the online ordering? Did they just update that again? Did I, did I see that? 
Yeah, it, it's it's different. Like, uh, you don't have to wait three weeks anymore. It's apparently now they guarantee that it's only six days, um, which is still a long time. But I mean, it's not like Met, Met Foods is, is really long. Met Foods is like three weeks. I've gotten a lot of emails from readers about that, especially older people who want the secret phone number to shop right. <laughs> and, uh, some of the other places, but I uh, like the stop and shops of the world and, and shop right. They're very overwhelmed and everybody seems to be going there. So if you're lucky enough to get an order, you know, together, uh, you got to wait like a week to get it basically. So yeah, it's, it's a little bit better, but I'm sorry, Frank, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no. I, I was just going to say that my ShopRite experience this week was much better than the last one. I didn't have to sit in the waiting room, which uh, which some people saw over high times. It was right before 8 o'clock. The, the, it was actually right at 8 o'clock when the new times for the next day. Uh, my delivery was coming within five days. So uh, much better than the last experience. Again, it's all you have to hit it at the right time, too. Yeah. So and, and they're overwhelmed. I, I totally understand that. I'm just not – I have no reason to go to the store. Right. So – We've been, I have between Costco and ShopRite and then deliveries from Hillside, we've kind of everything staggered. And so far it's working, uh, but you do, you do, do the best that you can, you're trying. Yeah. That's trying. very smart. I, I'm, get, I'm thinking, honestly, things have been so convenient working from home and, and making sure that, uh, you know, I can get all the deliveries and everything. I, I, I can't tell you, I've actually, I, I think I'm gonna change my shopping habits permanently because it's been so convenient this way. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And we, we talked a little bit about this yesterday and you talked, I really am excited that the Chinese restaurants have have, have opened up. Uh, they really hit, they took it hard. They, they yeah. customers that didn't want to uh, support the Chinese restaurants for many different reasons. Mm -hmm. uh, so they were probably hit the hardest of all the small businesses, restaurants specifically. So nice yeah. to see them slowly opening up. So it's also interesting too with the Chinese restaurants. And I was mentioning this before on my Facebook Thing this morning, like uh, what we experienced is probably can be likened to the stages of grief, you know, on Staten Island. <laughs> Seriously, we, we went through a very challenging time, like in late January and February, um, you know, the, the virus being coined as like the Chinese virus, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and, and people knowing that where it came from, uh, you know, openly, like they just got afraid and they didn't want to go to Chinese restaurants. And, um, you know, so as much as we want the Chinese food back, we also created the problem with right. that appearing because, right. you know, we're afraid. But um, so in any case, on on top of that, um, you have, you know, like those layers of, of there's there's bargaining and, and anger. So, you know, you blame somebody, you're looking for blame, to blame somebody. And then finally, there's acceptance. It's like, okay, we're back. And where we are. Yeah. Yeah. And it seems from my experience the other day ordering food, uh, they don't have access to certain produce mm -hmm. like you normally would. So they, they, they're, they're on limited <laughs> menus. Uh, but you know what? Support them and do what you can. At yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, if that's food that you, you yeah. like it and, and want. I know I missed it. So it was nice. It wasn't my usual, but it, 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 it worked for now. <laughs> it's interesting that you say that because uh, like McDonald's on Page Avenue, um, somebody was saying that they went and they tried to buy a salad, but they had no greens, you know, like in an, in any other time, it'd be like unheard of that, you know, a McDonald's would not have an inventory item. Um, you know, stuff like that. It's really wild. Also, um, Giove Pizzeria on New Dar Plain is, uh -huh. they don't have any celery, octopus or anchovies. So um, you can't get uh, buffalo wings with 
celery sticks just for a day or so. That was yesterday. So I mean, maybe right. today the situation's changed. Although I'm not sure about octopus because octopus is usually from Portugal and we're not getting a lot of shipments from Europe. So we'll see. Hey, uh, so we, uh, you, you've invited some friends to join us today. Yes. Uh, you want to talk about them before they before we pipe them in first? Sure. Uh, well, first of all, there's Dr. Adrienne Ferretti, who is uh, a Grasmere resident, and she also is a, a big uh, gatekeeper of... Uh, hi, Adrienne. Uh, <laughs> she's the... Uh, uh, she lives on Cameron Lake in, in Grasmere, and she is a big steward of the lake. Uh, she's gotten you know, filtration systems, and she deals with the Parks Department. She's pretty amazing in how she's kind of helped that lake survive and revive. Um, I know she's in New Jersey right now, and uh, but she's got figs on her property. Her parents, you know, planted them and she's raised them. And she was the uh, second fig king crowned at our annual fig fest contest, which is uh, our fig festivals every year, uh, September 15th, rain or shine. We have been in the rain in these uh, contests, uh, in, not contests, it's like a festival basically. It's, it's usually in parkland, but parks throw us out. Uh, we were uh, ejected from um, Midland Beach where we had a, uh, a space at the, the Turtle Fountain until we got too big, got to be a couple hundred people in the parks department, got a little nervous. So we ended up moving it from place to place. So it's in a different location every year. And uh, it's one of those elusive contests where we don't know what it's going to be definitively until two weeks before. But this year it has a home, thanks to Adrian. Adrian brought us to the Lighthouse Museum and that's where it is anchored. Oh, and cool. Adrian is terrific in helping putting that together. She's very meticulous, St. Joseph Hill Academy graduate and uh, where I went to school. Um, and then our other guest is uh, Peter Kandari, but I, I guess you want to introduce Adrian, who if you turn your head, you can see her, I guess. Oh yeah, so okay. hey, Adrian, check your sound because we can't hear, Can you can hear us, but see if you're muted. Nope, now you can try it again. Any luck? We can't hear us, no. Jimmy, you know what, do this. Exit and come back in. See if that works. Well, is Peter on the line? Peter is here. It looks like uh, Peter might be on the phone and not video. Peter? Hey, Peter. All right. So I like this new format that you have. I think this is great. Is it good from your side too? It's wonderful. I think it's terrific. It's uh, it's different for us. Yeah, I, I love it. I think it's, it's so I could see the comments a little bit better. And yeah, we can definitely. That's what we like. We like that we can see the comments really clear. Yeah. So uh, I, I, they, they both platforms have pros and cons, and so we're getting used to them. Um, it's not 100% perfect, but we're going to see how it goes. But so far, it's been good. I like the fact that we can easily bring guests in. All right. Hello. Hey, there he is, Peter. Hi, Peter. Hello, hello, everybody. <laughs> it's you see him. Oh, you know what? It might be because of the he's not sideways for us, which is okay. Well, what happened was my mom was was trying to get to me, so I think the call kind of blocked uh, out everything. Uh, oh, I could be. Yeah. She okay? Yeah, she's hanging in there. Doing uh, right. How's everybody? Everybody's great. And okay. Peter is. Uh, an expert in figs, he accidentally. No, no, don't go expert wise. Don't go expert. <laughs> Peter's an expert in figs, and and um, I, I consider him sort of the gold standard in in whatever his opinion is of, um, you know, how things are growing, and he has quite a number of them in his backyard. And if you ever walk down Sycamore Street mm -hmm. in um, in Eltingville, you'll see uh, 
uh, about 5,000 pothead figs all over the place and the tennis balls on the, you know, the, the rods that are. Ah, the up. tennis balls. Nobody knows tennis what they're balls. for. And it's very, it's kind of, it's like, whoa, what's this? You know, and it's this man's house. So it's Peter's house. Peter is uh, the fig man. So. <laughs> Let me ask you guys about the, she mentioned, she mentioned the tennis balls. Okay. Now I put them on any stake that's like waist high or a little above. And people ask, why are those tennis balls on the stakes? And I said, well, I'll take a guess. Then they say, well, to keep the bugs away, to keep it, you know, a million, very few, I think only made two or three people over the years have got it. I was watching a gardening show one day and um, on uh, Channel 13, I believe, or PBS, whatever. And the guy was doing, you know, some garden safety. And you put the ball on top, you slice the tennis ball. And I never employed it until one day I bent over to pick some peppers and the, the steak got me in the eye, but I had eyeglasses on. Peter picked some so, peppers. Yeah, Peter picked <laughs> some peppers. So I immediately ran to, immediately ran to um, Models and bought the cheapest tennis balls by the bag. And like every, every steak that's kind of low has a tennis ball on it because when you bend over, you just might not see it and bingo. Yeah. Who knew? That's awesome. That, <laughs> Great tip. Better that's a good idea. Better that than losing an eye. Great. You're, better, you're right. Better than losing an eye or getting poked uh, as, you, as you're trying to do it. You get poked by everything else, branches and stuff. You don't want to be poked right. by <laughs> You'll go right down onto it. It's still hard. Oh, and Adrian, where are you? I am on Route 9 in uh, like Freehold at Brock's. And we are doing the... Um, I love uh, we went to Gasco's. We're going to Brock's and we're heading up Route 9 because I'm cracking up. And I need to get stuff for the garden. So I'm here. I've gotten kale. I've gotten um, uh, all kinds of stuff. Escarole, different kinds of tomatoes. Uh, I don't know. Things things that are just jumping out at me. I have no idea where they're all going to go in, but they're going in the ground soon. Adrian, is it <laughs> is it escarole or scarole? Well, it depends. If you're eating it, it's scarole. If you're planting it, it's escarole. <laughs> well, hey, Peter and Adrian, welcome to uh, welcome to the party. Yeah. Welcome to live from Rabs. It's great to have you join us, Adrian. It's, it's nice. nice to see you. It's been a little while. It has. It has. It's been an interesting winter. Let's say that. I haven't seen you since the fall. But since, uh, since the fall. Uh, and on the last trip you had here, we were talking, and I brought you out to my garden, uh, and I wanted you to to check out my fig tree. Yeah. Uh, it started to it started to bud, and we were getting ready for the winter. I didn't know what to do because uh, this thing has died, come back to life, <laughs> came back to life, and budded, and then this mild winter happened. So we wrapped it up. We uh, my it's spot. Yeah, it's been it's so far so far okay, my landscaper might have unwrapped it a little too soon. I was a little upset with him. Um, but I, I don't know. We're hoping that we've got life out of it this year. Yeah, look for the little ends. Look at the little green tips. So you have a good spot. You have nice sun. I think you'll do fine. I hope so. So, so, um, so if someone was to have a very small baby fig tree. Someone like you. Somebody like me. <laughs> um, what recommendations do you have for soil or location or whatever? Sun. Lots of it? Lots of sun. I think it likes sun. And I also, I lime. I put a little extra lime on mine. And if they're really small, I bury them over the winter. 
I dig up the side of the root ball, I lay them down in a trench, and I cover them with soil and bags of mulch, and I put them to sleep, and then I uncover them. When they get too big, then you got to wrap them so that they look like Frankensteins over the winter. Um, right. But uh, when they're small, I bury the whole thing. I don't know. Anybody? It's worked. What about you, Peter? I only do um, potted culture. I don't have any more fig trees in the ground because I got tired of the wrapping situation. But the fig king is not and has no fig trees. I got I got plenty of fig trees. He's got a million in pots. He is. Pots. He oh, knows okay. everything. And yes. how I how I wrap yes. potted fig. You want to know how you wrap a potted, a potted fig tree? Yeah. You, you keep your Lamborghini if you got one outside, and you bring you your have one. And, you, you, and, and you and you put your fig trees in the garage. All right. Oh, so, okay. It's the same thing as wrapping. It's the same theory. It's just out of the elements, darken yeah. out the windows. Okay. It's cold. It's nice and cold in there, and they go to sleep. Okay. So, so, so I'm kind of stuck right now between growing my vegetables in pots or uh, doing a raised garden bed. Which do you think would produce a better outcome? I would say a raised garden bed. I think so too. There's something about pots, they dry out very fast. You have to right. be careful. Yeah. I mean, even if you put, they, they make those um, clear uh, water grabber stuff that you can mix in with your pots that retain <laughs> water. But still, I think, I think plants were meant to be in the ground and I think your veggies appreciate it more. Just amend your soil. We have a lot of clay soil. You know, yeah. your peat moss, your compost, when I was a and kid, I, my, my grandfather used to get the truckload of manure. We really smelled good that day. But, uh, you know. I, uh, I'll tell you a funny, funny story. David, uh, we, you know, have rabbit and chicken poop uh, in our yard. Uh, and, uh, you know, we back it up. And after we clean out the pens and stuff like that, you know, a couple times a week. Anyway, so David has, well, people buy it or they pick it up or we give it away, whatever. And uh, so anyway, David was bringing it. Uh, to a friend of ours and one of the bags split open in his car and it smells so ripe in there. It is like, I can't Ooh. imagine like date night, you know, going out and dressing up and, and getting in the car and it's smelling like poop. It's pretty awful. But anyway, that's my poop story for the day. That's it. Everything on bloom nice. Everything on bloom nice. We started talking about red poop. Right. Well, somebody's just... Somebody's the, asking, how do they grow seedless grapes? That's a good question. Hmm. Seedless grapes. I don't know. That's a trick question, man. But anyway, so uh, you were saying, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, I was if, just trying to be Peter was saying something. Yeah, yeah, about the raised garden bed. If you want right. to build a raised garden bed, it's a really easy way to do it instead of knocking yourself out. In, in um, the Home Depots on Staten Island don't have it, but in New Jersey, right over, um, uh, geez, in Anvil, I think it's called, Anvil, not far from here, um, they sell these blocks by a company called Old Castle, and you can make it, they're, they're like six inches high, and they, a six-inch board, like a two-by-six, fits right into the, to the corners, like it's zip, 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 one, two, three. Wow. And you, then, then, then you just backfill it in with whatever, you know, the best soil you can get. And it, it takes no time at all to put this thing together. And you know, it, that's it, nice. Yeah, it's, it's actually good. You look them up online, Old Castle. Well, just go into the um, Home Depot site and put in um, Old Castle. Um, geez, I don't know what they're called, actually. Um, 
maybe corner blocks, uh, something like that, raised garden blocks. And so they're actually corners. And you can go like two high, three high, four, as many as you want to go. And the boards just slip right in. That's a great so, idea. Yeah, like if you buy an eight-foot eight board, say, so, you know, you just put the blocks eight feet, slip them in. But you do you do have to uh, just slam um, rebar, like a, a three-foot rebar down through the block that holds already there. And then every every three or four feet, depending how long you go, you, you slam a rebar down so the boards don't bow. Right. You know, it's, it's sturdy. It really, it's, it's very simple. Um, instead of like with uh, nail guns and screw, uh, screw guns and all that stuff, none of that needed. Like, yeah. Yes, we get a lot of requests for bowling pins for to raise gardens. So wow. they really? take in, in, in lieu of the blocks, they put the, the used bowling pins in the in the in the beds to raise them, and you wow. you, st you stagger them side by side. Oh, really? Wow. We have plenty of them. So anybody's any, if anybody's out there looking for bowling pins to and, fill to fill the garden, to, to, yeah, to fill up and build up. Oh, I oh. don't so oh, fill right as fill. Yeah. Uh, so instead of using the blocks, you use the, you use the same concept of using the, the, the dead the dead wood. You know, people actually people get too fancy today because um, they, they spend tons of money on all this wrapping stuff, and years ago, like everybody had linoleum, yeah. and when people threw it out on on the, on the sidewalk, like in Bensonhurst and all the Brooklyn areas. People walk by, you know, the old timers walk by, grab the, whatever you throw out, rugs, um, linoleum was was key, you know, and they did wrap their trees with that stuff. Now everybody spends a fortune on uh, all this kind of stuff. See, so. I think they should make decorative wrappings because I have to be honest, I would like to wrap my trees up, my fig trees, and have them look lovely, like maybe look like a soldier with the bucket on their head and make it look like a hat, you know, because I don't want to look like you know, sometimes I look back there and it's terrifying. It scares me. Martha, it's like Martha. someone in the garden. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I think there should be lovely ones, lovely wrappings, you know? Yeah. It could be a yeah. cottage industry. You're on to something, Adrian. You're on to something. That's it. You never know there what you else go. That's it. <laughs> well, go, um, on shop, go on Tank. I apologize. I am going to have to go because I'm getting a little flag from uh, somebody at work. Uh, so I just want to say thank you very much. Also, somebody has asked if they're going to have the we're going to have the fig fest again, and my guess is yes. And if we don't have the fig fest uh, in person, if it comes to that, I think we should do a Zoom of all that. I, I'm a, I know I am in touch with the uh, Linda Dianto at the Lighthouse Museum. Oh, good. I have to be honest; everything right now is up in the air. Yeah. But you you never know what the future will bring. But uh, I'm definitely hoping we have both Fig Fest and Lighthouse Point Fest, where we have the soup contest. But right now, it's too soon to make a prediction. But, uh, you know, why not? At a certain point in time, let's get back on that horse. And yeah. One day at a time. That's it. You know, <laughs> let's, let's see what happens. I'm going to bow out. Yeah, and bye, bye. I love okay. you, too. And I love you guys, Nazareth. So you guys stay on and, and talk figs. And goodbye, talk Tom. Really so sweet of you. And goodbye, Ken. I'll see you guys. Subscribe on SILive.com. Yes. Oh, yes. SILive.com. And if you want to give a subscription voluntarily, you're welcome to do that. So it's $10 a month. So but that's <laughs> voluntary. So in the meantime, have a great day. Pam is on at 9 a.m. every morning. She tells you the scoop. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, she, thank you. This is always a pleasure. I really appreciate you guys. Thank you. We appreciate it. And we'll, we'll see you next you. Thursday.
Thank you. <laughs> Uh, but uh, Pam, Pam has been awesome because she's every Thursday she comes on with us and we talk food, we talk, uh, we talk about everything, and so it's cool. Right. Thank you two for for joining us. Yeah, uh, it's Dr. a pleasure. Is also one of our judges of the Rotary Notre Rotary Celebrity Chef event, uh, and she brings such color to that as well. And so thank you for doing that. I, I have to be honest. This talk about COVID nineteen. I have gained the COVID nineteen. <laughs> the, the only thing I can actually deal with is cooking. I have cooked so much in the past month. I eat it. I give it away. I freeze it. I don't know what it is, but it's the only thing that makes me feel like it's natural. Like it's going to be okay. It's my home. It's the thing that makes it home. Yeah. I don't know. It's, That's what I've been doing. It's too. Nice. Uh, it turned, yeah. turned into a five-star restaurant here. <laughs> yeah, I, I it's um, I mean, I've always loved to cook, but now it's like crazy. I go into the refrigerator. It's like, okay, what magic can I do with, you know, some bizarre leftover? It's like, and it's good. <laughs> it's yep. the same is happening in my house. Uh, it, it's it's great. I have. I have a, early every day and yeah. haven't eaten a home meal so much. We've ordered out twice in a few weeks. So uh, it's, it's good too. Uh, and, we're, and we're playing with all the types of produce that yeah. we get. Yeah. So yes. Have you guys anything coming out of your box uh, over the border that you've been using? But you, you know, I, this is just, in when I went to turn over my garden and, and get it ready for the season, uh, my kale wintered over really beautifully. So now I have these giant kale Christmas tree lollipops there that I whack off and I'm, I'm eating last year's kale and I'm making big giant kale things. I give them away to people and now you have to scrub it and you have to clean it, but it's tender and crisp and so delicious that uh, I made, um, oh gosh, we did, we did sauteed kale with, uh, with bacon and uh, uh, butternut squash. We did, uh, I made uh, stuffed peppers with instead of spinach. My family recipe uh, usually uses spinach, but I use kale and pork and and lots of cheese and onions. And I stuffed the little peppers. I've been like a kale meister here. I'm <laughs> loving it, you know. And I and I feel so healthy too, you know. I think I could be taller. <laughs> <laughs> and plus, there's so much time, so you know. What else yeah. are you going to do? So if you like to eat and you like to cook, it's perfect. Absolutely. Anything Utilize, coming utilize the time. Utilize the time well. So. Yeah. Peter, anything coming out of your pots or garden that you've been able to use uh, for the winter? Uh, actually, I, didn't gar I don't garden too much anymore in the raised bed because I put planks over it um, uh, so I can put my big potted fig trees over it. So get the most sun because they need as much sun as possible. So I, I'm trying to, you know, just concentrate on figs right now. So actually the tomato thing is the last two years I haven't got into. because I, I'm just bogged down with figs. I'm all figged up. I'm all figged up. This is good to know. He's plenty regular. Of, He's very regular. Very regular. There are plenty <laughs> of things you could do with those figs. Uh, but I hear you're cooking artichokes as of late. Is that true? Ooh. Yeah, actually, I did that today. I made, I made, I don't know, six or eight or something, and um, stuffed artichokes. And um, my two daughters are passing by on because everything's on the fly now. 
you know, this is like the takeout place, I guess. <laughs> and and uh, actually, my um, my youngest daughter, she works in a um, at, at a local nursing home here in Staten Island. She's the director of recreational rehab, and they're going through holy hell there. Oh, um, you know, and they lost one of their um, head. They lost a head nurse yesterday oh my to, God. The, to the virus. And um, yeah, it's really. So, I mean, it is what it is with this thing. I mean, you know, so there, you know, the, she stopped by on her way home. She lives down Jersey by the shore and she's going to pick up a few artichokes for her and her, her, her friend. And they're going to have stuffed artichokes or whatever else they make with it. I don't know. But I've been busy cooking like a maniac. Yeah. Lamb See? ragu. I made some lamb ragu. Oh, that sounds delicious. Oh, man. Forget it. The cheapest sure. cuts, too. The cheapest cuts. The shoulder is the best. Oh, yeah. The neck, the neck bones. And it's just like a slow cook thing, you know. Once you once you once you you sear it all up and get it all together, yeah. and you braise it for like three hours in the crock in the oven, forget it, forget it. I give it to my neighbor. We, like, we may have to do a live show from a kitchen. Uh, yeah, with, uh, yeah that, that's good. Yeah, yeah. we'll that's do good. that. I bet. Absolutely. Hey, yeah. you, those artichokes. You know, many people find a daunting task to use stuffed artichokes. What's the best tip you could give for uh, utilizing for making stuff out of Well, well, they, they they are a little work, you know. I, I, I actually I, I scoop out the um I scoop out the, the choke with a spoon. I get it out of there. So do I know. You know what it does? It a melon. You can stuff it more. It. You can stuff it more. Right. You know, you you get more stuffing into the thing. And also, I used to go to this restaurant. I learned this from this restaurant, and they had the best artichokes ever. They were out in Queens, not there no more. Um, called Salerno's, and um, if you know what sizzle plates are. So these are these metal plates they use in restaurants to do things fast. But anyway, after the, I guess that after they made their stuffed artichoke, they would open it like a flower kind of and throw it under the broiler for like a little bit to just singe the edges of the artichoke to crisp them. Yeah. Oh my God, forget it. <laughs> Out of this world. So right. I got myself I got myself some sizzle plates. If you don't have sizzle plates, look them up. They're cheap. They're like five bucks each. They come in aluminum and stainless steel. I just got mine like my first one like a couple of weeks ago. And what I do is I, I, I roast Brussels sprouts on them. I cut like Brussels sprouts mm -hmm. into fours and you put them in a bowl, a whole bunch, bowl full, and you put some garlic, some herbs from your garden, whatever you like with it, olive oil, mix them all up, put, get the oven at about 400 and have that sizzle plate, put, put them on a sizzle plate, put them in there. And in like 20 minutes, you have like the, the best Brussels sprouts you ever had in your life. And you, and you, and you sprinkle a little um, like Locatelli cheese on it. Ooh. Forget it. Forget it. Home run. Like you do a mil million things with, with sizzle plates. All right. I like it. Hey, yeah. I, question for both of you. Uh, what's yeah. your favorite thing to do uh, to do with your figs? Well, the I know the doc figs. makes a lot of things. The doc makes a lot of things. Oh, I. It's, your favorite. I, you know what? I, I really do love basically um, uh, figs with either a, a blue cheese or figs oh. with the prosciutto. Uh, you know, the, to get a, a really delicious warm fig and also what i do is i mix um i make whipped cream but not sweet and i and i put like really good blue cheese gorgonzola and i whip that up together oh. and oh. I, I put it in a, a squeeze bag like for decorating cakes and i squish that it's very light so even if you don't really love the the heaviness of the blue cheese it's just so different and nice the sweet of the fig the, the gorgonzola oh my god it's so good and that I, sometimes I bring that to Fig Fest, and because lately my figs have not been that good, so when when guys come to Fig Fest and they have like a bucket of figs, I'm happy to 
say, hey, can I have some, can we put some of my uh, filling into your figs? But uh, I, I love figs. And I, I think there are even there are a lot of wonderful things you can do with dried figs too, because yeah. I don't know about, I mean, Peter has fabulous, beautiful figs, but my lately, my, my figs, I haven't gotten a lot. There have been years we couldn't keep them, we couldn't keep up with them. But lately I have not really had a really good season. So I appreciate them when they're when they're just fresh and gorgeous. Yeah. I had these uh, this one variety of fig. It's a, it's a Greek fig, and it makes a big like a bomb of a fig, and nice and big and red blood inside, red blood, red interior. Anyway, cut them in half, and I would I would stuff a, a nice piece of Dolce Gorgonzola right into it. Yeah, and then wrap it with prosciutto, olive oil, a little black pepper, and put it on the grill. And but what, when you do that, you have to have olives, some cheese, some crusty bread, uh, a whole bunch of good things to go with it, and a good wine. And you're in heaven. Yeah. And I do love, you know, that um, Pier 76 and a a bunch of the restaurants in Staten Island, they will, in the fall, they'll make a fig pizza. You know, it doesn't have tomato sauce on it, but the fig pizzas with cheese and stuff, they are absolutely delicious. And maybe some really, some cooked down um, balsamic vinegar drizzled on the top. Uh I love it. I mean, how, how bad could it be? You know? Yeah. I love that with the a fresh arugula, arugula. on it. Arugula? Yeah. One of my you favorites. Know, it's, it's good. But, uh, you know, it's something to look forward to. I think we all need something to look forward to. And figs are it. <laughs> I'm in. I love to grill them. I love to, to grill them in all different ways. Wrap, I've wrapped them in brujute and grilled them with a little balsamic after. Uh, if. Yeah. One of my well, favorites. You know, I, I do the fig shortcakes. I do the fig. Um, I'll mix fig. If I don't have all, a lot of figs, which frequently I don't, I'll mix them with pears or apples and stuff. And I'll make fig strudel. And uh, I mean, figs are great. You don't, you don't even necessarily need a lot of them. Right. To, to add flavor and some interest to anything. And of course, you know, in a salad, a couple of pieces of fig, it, it brings it to a whole different level, you know? And yep. you could take uh, your uh, your cheese and use the um, uh, a peeler and make strips of Swiss cheese or Swiss of, uh, you know, uh, pieces of cheese to go in it. Try different shapes, different cheeses. Stinky cheese is very good with the uh, 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 figs. <laughs> All right, now I'm hungry. I don't have any figs at home. There's no figs at home. <laughs> oh, I can't. Too, too funny. No, we lost you. We lost you there. Pete. Oh, sorry. I, I, I was, I was choking because every, I'm in a place that everything is in bloom. Oh God. Everything is in bloom. Every cherry tree, every apple tree we pass, and I'm just. Uh, uh, it's not a virus I'm coughing about. It's, it's my, my regular allergy season cough. Yeah. But uh, it's just, uh, I was so happy to get out. That's a good thing. Up. Hey, yeah. uh, thank you so much for joining us. Yes, thank you, guys. We really appreciate you guys uh, coming thank in. Thank you for having me. Apart. We're going to have Peter come back and do a little segment for us. Yeah, no, not coming oh, through. There you go. Yeah, now, now it is. We just heard you. Maybe he can't hear he us. He not hear us. Uh, so we were we were just saying thanks for coming on. Uh, I'll shoot him a message separately. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We heard him there. These electronics. These electronics. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Hey, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. 
and uh, we'll see you soon. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much. And we're going to have you back on because I want you to talk. I want you to be at the lake and talk oh, about the lake. Absolutely. Yeah. I would be so happy to do that. And then you can absolutely. do it live on set where you can show us the beautiful lake in the right. background. Yeah, yeah sure. So. Anytime. All right. Okay. We'll Take care. Oh, you, you can hear Thank me. You. Thank you. Thank you. You oh, too. Okay, I can't okay, hear you guys. Bye. <laughs> yeah, I can't hear you guys. I'm not an electronic genius. <laughs> so I sent him a message uh, letting him know that we were uh, just saying thank you for joining us today. Um, we will, uh, I love the idea of doing a, if we'll, maybe we'll do, have him from his kitchen. That would be great. Yeah. Those, I mean, the stuffed artichokes, that's something, um, yeah. Yeah, and he's probably got a couple little tips and and things that he does that make it a little bit easier or yeah. you know uh obviously he's uh perfected it so uh you never know who's gonna join us never know so i, I thank pam uh pam as always thank you are you for, saying pan i'm saying pam pamela pam pamela. pam <laughs> uh and and for introducing us to peter and adrian yes um Adrian is yeah, a lot of fun, uh, and she's got some great stories uh, that she's always willing to tell. And really, we sh we will we will have her back to talk a little bit about the Cameron Lake, the yeah, and the, and the work that she's been doing there to keep that going. Uh, and I, it's always about food. So if you guys if you guys have any questions that you want to share with any with either Peter or Adrian at another time, I will certainly shoot those over. Yeah, uh, if you're working on your gardens or your pots, I, I really like the pot idea. Um, and I could do that. We don't. How, my my car doesn't really fit in the garage. Plus, there's other stuff in it. Oh, about about wintering it. But in wintering the, it yeah. in wintering in the garage. Yes. I think that's a, that's a great solution. Yes. Uh, we've got on the side of the house. We have mostly herbs. No, nothing right. else. Right. And then here outside the bowling center, Russ yeah, we, Russ has a little garden out there. Uh, it, it keeps multiplying. We've got a strawberry bed. We've got the fig <laughs> trees. We've got garlic. Uh, and we started planting the garlic around the fig trees to, to keep the bugs away. Right. Right, uh, which actually was a tip from uh, Dr. Ferretti, uh, and then something he had read, and so I always send her pictures and call her and ask her, "Hey, uh, well, something's right. wrong. What's going right. on? That's going on." Because <laughs> the, 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 that fig tree actually died off and came back. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see. The figs are kind of hardy. I mean, they'll you know if you take care of it, basically. Um, I'm a, I'm considering doing a raised bed because I've done stuff in pots and. And they, I do agree that it does get dried out, and it it just seems like it's a lot more work in a pot. So I might try a little raised bed. I got a little, have a little space in my backyard. I might try that. I might try it. Now that I'm home a little bit more, maybe I'll. Uh, this is the perfect time. Run over to Home Depot, get the old castle blocks, and build yourself. Grab some pins. You're all set. Yeah. The problem with all of that is that we're gonna. After this, I know, I know, we're going to be reality sets back in, <laughs> and you know, how do I then go back to tending to it? My mother loves the, the herbs, little, and so we yeah, do. Yeah. Uh, I get my gardening fix here, Russ and I, yeah. and Russ, uh, Russ grabs Billy, and him and Billy go out there, and we've got so a couple blueberry bushes. Um, they haven't really been as productive as we as we uh, like them to, but we're trying. It takes a little. I think a lot of times the trees. They yeah. need to mature a little bit. So. The herbs we get out of here are, are great. Yeah. We've got parsley and basil, uh, you name it. Uh, we've we're, we had lavender growing for a little while. Yeah. Mint, the mint 
grows crazy. Yeah, mint grows really. really and and the tip with that one is, is lining the bed with plastic so it doesn't because that the mint can take over the garden. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's it's fun. We enjoy it. So we got parsley growing now in the in the vestibule along with a a lemon and an orange tree. So if anybody's oh. like been through the vestibule over the last several months, uh, there are two trees and another pot. I will say that uh, in the Misfits box, or the subscription that Frankie and I got, I got some uh, big lemons. I big. yeah, they were they big were lemons. huge. Huge. They were ginormous. They were big. They were like the Italian lemons. Did they have? The, did they still have the leaf on them? No, they. Like didn't a lot of times leaf. when you get the, yeah. you see the big ones. Yeah, no, they didn't have a leaf on it, but they were big. So it was nice. I made some nice lemon water. And uh, keep the mint confined in a confined area. Well, yeah, because it, it could overgrow the garden. That's the that's the issue. Yeah. Uh, and yes, the the bait I have, a, and apparently one of my basil thieves knows where the basil <laughs> is. Um, and you're very welcome. There's plenty of it. We always share. Um, but it goes back and forth. I mean, the Rorks have lots of tomatoes. Uh, and last season, uh, they were they didn't have success with all the tomatoes that they, they potted in the backyard. Uh, Stephanie was getting mad that we had so many tomatoes growing out of this garden, and so taking them home. And, and maybe enjoying them. again from what they said, because here is a bed. We have a bed here, right? As opposed to growing and growing them in a pot, which I think is uh, the sunlight. Though here we get the sun, you, got, you have a nice direction for and sun. bounces off the building. So like yeah. you have, it just it, it happens to be a really good spot, right? And there's no. You really don't have any trees blocking it, which is the only thing that I worry about at my house because there's a lot of tree cover. So I don't know. I'm going to try it. I think I'm going to try the figs, the tomatoes, and definitely the uh, herbs. Now I want figs. Yeah, that was that's the only problem. We're talking about something we just really can't have at the moment. Well, actually, I actually had one of those fig pies from Pier 76. It was. Oh, I love that. It was delicious. I even we like to grill them, put them on the salad. I oh, like yeah, the pizza. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, or just eat them out of the refrigerator. I, as a kid, it, it's one of those. Those are one of those fruits. As a kid, like you just wouldn't. Yeah, wouldn't well, because it's not kid friendly. It's no. not a the little seeds. Uh, it's they're not a great. Kid thing. So here we talked about food today. Pam gave a little uh, Pam's update. Uh, go back to as if you go to silive.com, uh, check out Pam's food diary. Uh, she's updating everybody on what restaurants are open and closed. And she goes live every morning at 9 a.m. She's great. Very informative. A lot of times she has the restaurant owners in the feed. Yeah. So they're talking back and forth and they're giving updates on what they're doing. So uh, it's, it's listen, it's a great um, resource to have. You know? And Vicky Fischetti just joined us. And Vicky, you just missed the conversation about all the things. figs. Uh, we just had a conversation right up your alley. <laughs> Look at that. I got two puns in today. Two. <laughs> Uh, Vicky, you missed out. So now you're going to have to go play it back. Uh, so yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking, looking forward to that. So Thursdays, uh, next week, Pam will be back and you never know who oh, our she's going to bring be. with her. Yeah. Um, it's funny. Pam and I go back and forth and she says, Oh, have you asked this one? <laughs> yeah. Let's ask this one. And we had a few different people lined up for today. So we're just yeah. working on yeah, that's uh, great. the next couple of weeks. However, I do like, uh, and John Wilder's just named the segment, uh, in the kitchen. So we're gonna do. We're gonna figure out a way to do whether we bring Peter back. And Peter, if you're listening, um, that would be we awesome. Maybe you'll do a demonstration from your kitchen. Yeah, uh, and uh, sh show off what's happening over there. Yeah, uh, I like that idea. 
or even if, if Pam and, and we get David on the line too. Uh, or any of our bowlers. If you like to cook and you want to come on and show us one of your recipe creations, oh, I've had it. We're in. We like what? it. Yeah. So you heard it here first. Look at that. Things just live happening. You never know what's going to happen here. It's craziness. Oh my God. It's crazy. Uh, crazy. Crazy. And I like this. The sizzle plate suggestion is awesome. Yes. Uh, and I have seen them. I don't have one. I'm right. going to go don't check have it out. I don't That's have the first, one of the first places I'm going to go check out uh, with, with lots of uses. Um, first, uh, before we talk about the rest of the weekend, because we have the weekends coming up. Coming up. You know what uh, that means. Doo -doo -doo -doo. Let's share the meme of the day. Let's do that. Uh, the meme of the day comes, to, we're back to Michael and Jimmy, which is a very similar position that they're in at the moment. Can't, uh, I'm trying to frame it. And Terry Hart, this was her uh, submission. It is pretty funny. For Terry, I think that's pretty funny. Look, Simba, everywhere the light touches is our kingdom. <laughs> I love that movie. If can you, can you do you that again? Look, can you do the look, Simba, again? Look, Simba, everywhere <laughs> the light touches. She's been obsessed with Simba. Is our kingdom. <laughs> yes. Just have a stuffed Simba. Yeah, I, I know. I As know. an adult. Yeah. It was in the office, too. Uh, I, we're a Lion King fans, so I, I thought that we're Disney fans, but the Lion King. Uh, I just, if somebody could explain to me why Disney kills off the parents at the beginning of every movie or Disney. The, it's a Disney um, recipe. But again, it comes back to, you know, engaging. It the, tells the story. So sadly, you're going to. There are other stories to tell. There are plenty of them, but lots of them <laughs> do. And it's, and you know, a lot of the animal movies that somebody dies first. Bambi, well, Finding all of, Nemo. Yes, it's the parents. Yeah. Something happens to the parents in the movies. And not just the human parents, animal parents. Right. Yes. And it's, but how they, but they persevere. They do. And I know that that's Disney. But yes, you're right. And you're that's right. great. But it would, be, it would be good to have a nice Disney movie. The Jungle King, we don't really know what happens. Yeah. There's some. Well, some Robbie's of them just, you know, there's just. Some, right. Some of them are just strange. <laughs> uh, I, I, you know what? Those are I did, what, some of my favorite movies, especially as a kid. They are. And the cool part, uh, our niece and nephew are, are, have slow started to getting to the old animation. Well, yeah, because it's can you same. imagine what it looks like to a kid to see old animation no. when they're so used to things looking so lifelike? Right. I mean, the animation now looks lifelike. Right. You know, they look at old stuff like like when I was a kid and I saw Steamboat Willie, I was like, I could have drawn that. <laughs> so, But he's so iconic. He is, and look what he grew into. It's it's just your reference. Yeah. You'd uh, rather see something that you're used to seeing. Oswald. I mean, you look about where Oswald and now Mickey Mouse. Where where we're today. And you know, of course, we could rely on Joni Pesolano telling us. And it's reminding true, us Joni. That Disney she is knows traumatic. it is traumatic. Uh, anyway, uh, we were talking about food all right. this time. <laughs> we moved on to uh, Disney. So thank you, Terry, for your. Uh, yes, that was very funny. Was Even for Terry, that that was funny for Terry. Look, Simba. <laughs> Everything the light touches. <laughs> so tomorrow is Friday. Tomorrow's Friday. Uh, we have a special guest. Our special guest tomorrow is Chuck Gardner. The one and only Chuck Gardner. He is one and only. <laughs> and he's great. And um he uh will 
answer bowling questions. It'll be nice to be talking about bowling again. We've had a nice week of talking about a lot of different things, but we're going to go back to bowling. And uh, if you have bowling questions, he's a great guy to ask. He's very yeah, knowledgeable. Uh, inside information on the tour, which we won't ask him too much. We won't get him in trouble. Uh, coaching tips. He's great on the lane. And and, and as a bowl, as a bowl uh, rep, he's been out there. He's been on the tour for a long time. And, uh, he knows so much about our game, and uh, it'll be nice to talk yeah. with him tomorrow. Yeah. And I even mentioned he has been here. He's done some coaching clinics, and I'm looking forward to having him tomorrow. And then Saturday, Joe Calandrillo comes back. Thank God, Joe. Studio. We'll have to uh, reseat the uh, Yoda, the diffuser and Yoda. So. so who's here Saturday with us? Saturday. Come on. It's Mike Olby, PBA Hall of Famer. And I think he's a USBC Hall of Fame too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's iconic lefty, great bowler. And uh, I'm sure I'm looking forward to him being a really good guest. I I, I really feel like the next two days, I love everybody we've had all week, like I said. But, um, you know, the next two days are going to be exciting bowling-wise. Yeah. And then before we know it, a new week will start. Episode 33, day 38 of the quarantine. And we've still come in live from live from inside Rabs. We're still here. We're still here. We've only missed one day in the middle of all that uh, to enjoy the holiday. Uh, so we really appreciate you tuning in and uh, being a part of what we are doing here. And we love hearing from you. So please continue to yeah, share your in. thoughts. Share with your friends. Share our feed. Share our YouTube. Like. Subscribe, all the fancy stuff. And now go work on your gardens. It's not, <laughs> today's not the best day. That's the challenge with the weather. It's We had that beautiful couple of days and then bang, the cold comes and the wind comes. Yep. You don't really want to be out in the garden. And so uh, pick your days. But hey, hopefully we might have inspired you to uh, eat out, support your local restaurants and, and small businesses at the same time. Uh, you know, go check out your gardens and see what you got growing. Uh, and if you do garden, uh, sh share that with us. Uh, yeah. Why not? Share what's ha what's happening around your house. Uh, of course, we want to hear see your pets uh, for our pet of the yes. day segment. Yes, yes. We're yes. getting light on the on the. You know, we've gotten some more submissions, but keep sending them in. We had a lot. We had a yes. We had the live. live. Pyrenees, a uh, great Pyrenees. I is told you at the length of the show, Naz would figure it out. Look at that. That is what Presley. he is part partially uh, Pyrenees and a uh, uh, lab and something else. Awesome. Bernie's Mountain Dog, maybe. Sure. Now you just made that up. I uh, know. <laughs> oh, it's really true. They really, you really can't tell. You know, yesterday we talked about ancestry. We're talking about Ancestry.com, which they have for dogs. They do. If you want to um, try to figure out what breed your dog might be, and I thought about doing it, but then I read about it's not really accurate. and You know, I would have only done it <clears throat> just because you like to know uh, what uh, health issues they might come sure. upon or... Things like that, but I think that's and that's a, I mean, that's a lot of especially for the animals knowing the, the health issues, especially those that are adopted or right. rescued, right? Uh, not yeah, not knowing. Uh, but so far he's been he's been good, and we haven't had many problems. Yeah, 
All right. Well, thanks for tuning in and watching us. We 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 love we love, uh, we love doing this. Yeah. We're having some fun. Yes. Uh, we we were extended till May fifteenth. Uh, we really don't want to have to go longer than that. But we, we really know, don't, and we hope that we want everybody to be healthy. The trend continues down. Right. Uh, that's important. But we know that it's important for everybody to be healthy, and uh, you know we'll be we'll be back at it as soon as we can. As we can. Yeah. Yep. So like and share. If you're watching us on YouTube, you could be watching us live on YouTube, and I wouldn't even know at the moment. Uh, <laughs> but if you're watching us, be sure to subscribe. If you like, and make sure you like our page so you get notified when we're going live. Thank you to Pam, Adrian, and Peter. It's like a, it's like a band. Peter, Paul, and Mary. <laughs> Sam, Adrian, Peter. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, I yeah. just showed my age there. Peter, Paul, and Mary. I know who they are. But yes. Um, Naz, what, we always just. What are we trying to do here? We keep it real, Frank. We, we do. We keep it real. Uh, well, thanks for tuning in. We will see you tomorrow here live at 2 p.m. or 2.04 or 2.05 or 2.06. 202. Or two, right, right. You don't know. Get your bets ready tomorrow. <laughs> uh, we'll see you tomorrow, Ness. That was, that was awesome. Bye-bye. <laughs> thanks for watching.